Oh, hi, everybody. It's been a while. It's been almost 300 times, perhaps. Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the Kick-Ass Reverend Game Podcast from Raffle Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam King Leonidas, bitches, Gumbert. <laughs> and today, I have with me Chad, uh, David Wenham, Michael Ennis. We turn with the shielder on it. Ooh, I like that. And also, yeah. Alex... Who's the guy who plays Xerxes? Cozina. <laughs> hey. hey. What's up? Doing good. Uh, Are you referring to Xerxes from the movie 300 or another Xerxes? I'm no, the one from 300. No, the one the gotcha. Xerxes from that episode of South Park who likes to scissor. Yeah. Oh, no, shit. Hold on. I got it now. Alex, Michael Fassbender, Cozina. Because <laughs> he's also in I don't movie. think... What was he in that movie? Yes, or there's he... a lot of famous people in that movie who weren't famous at the time. You're not confusing him with what's his face from Gods of Egypt. No, that's oh, no. me. I'm King Leonidas. He was in it. He had long ass hair too. Gross. Yeah, Michael Fassbender's. I think he kicks the dude over the edge of the into the cliffs, or he's at the front. I need to look this up. Hold on. Oh he's my god. Yeah, Michael Fassbender. I, I know David Winnem. the character that you're referring to, but is that Michael Fassbender? Yeah. Or maybe he's the guy with the arrows. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It It is Michael Fassbender. He's the guy from the, the trailer who's like, uh, our, a, a thousand nations of the Persian Empire will descend upon you. Our arrows will blot out the sun. And he says, then we will fight in the shade. And yep. it's like, oh, man. That's him. It That's must not have been too much later right when, he, uh, when he did that movie where he peed out his penis on camera for real. <laughs> and showed didn't win his, the Oscar. Dick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, catch the live on Twitch.tv slash Alphabet Sunday evenings at 8.30, YouTube and podcast services, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Tuesdays. Did I mention that? Anyways, it's here. It's Ooh. time. It's time to celebrate. We got a couple of things before we get to the podcast. It's Let's talk about 300 bitches. There 300 were, There were bitches. four, three and a half years. Oh, man. Sorry, four and a half years between the movie 300 and the movie Shame, where he did not win the Oscar, and he credits it because he peed on camera. <laughs> <laughs> but besides Michael Fassbender peeing on screen, uh, it's 300 episodes of a regular show. Woo! I've only been here for 50 of them. Uh, probably more than that. I don't know. Yeah, the time yeah, is yeah, yeah. It's been more than that. I, I think am, you joined us August. That is a good point. Right? Yeah. What's that point? is a good I was, point. I don't know how many episodes that I've been on cumulatively because I was on for like quite a few before I became a regular uh, like rotating hosts, uh, but I don't know how many that adds up to in total. Chad, have you been there? Well, I already said, have you been there for all of them? I know for a fact you haven't. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have been, let's see, technically, technically, if you count like all of our side quests and things like that, we have many more than 300 episodes. And I'm going to SoundCloud mm -hmm. right now to see mm -hmm. how many tracks we have. We have 382 tracks. Mm -hmm. So that includes review discussions, barf episodes, all that kind of stuff. And I have been here for probably about 350 of those. Mm -hmm. uh, 360 of those, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling today on this momentous occasion? I am feeling like freaking royalty. Like, like I've got my, my raid ring here. I've got this wonderful medal proving how amazing I am. And I just feel like a generous god. Okay. I have a Rick. I have a page of of three hundred quotes pulled up. So. Okay, I, I, I assumed it was I assumed as much. Do you I have a am favorite? A generous God, that's my Xerxes impression. He's a really big boy now. I'm Do Xerxes. You... I'm a generous God. 
Although I always I always mix it up and I say benevolent god on accident. What is ben- I am a benevolent god from? I'm googling it. Uh, yeah, you continue to Google. Uh, is there any favorite moments, Alex? Uh, you haven't been here for 300, but I my I'll go ahead and say it. I love our coffee talk review because Chad <laughs> was having such a good time. Do you have a favorite moment? Do I have a favorite moment? Uh, like obviously, like there have been a lot of great stuff. Uh, that has happened on the podcast itself. I think a lot of the game show segments that we've done have all been great. Um, I, I will also say, though, back when we would like weekly play video games together, uh, I, th- there are some great memories from that as well. Obviously, being able to complete that one Destiny raid altogether was great. Yeah. Uh, even though we couldn't complete the like harder follow up version of it. Uh, it was great that one time we were playing Friday the 13th together and the two of you jackals just left me to die and get killed by Jason <laughs> in that boat. Yeah, that stuff was great. I can't find anything. There's like a a, a, a thing that says, I am a benevolent god, r slash Raimi memes. But I can't. But then I click on it, and there's there's nothing. Sam Raimi. It must or be from God Spider-Man Two. Is it? It has to be. No, I have no, I have no idea. I mean, when I click on it, it says I am a benevolent God is the name of it, and then it's it's just Spider-Man on front of the subway going me and your karma. <laughs> I'm a benevolent God, Spider-Man. Let's see. I have no idea what's going on with Chad today. I haven't <laughs> listened to it, but you telling me about Holden having to sing. That song as oh, a penance for not playing a video game sounds pretty good to me. Yes. Uh, Joel in the chat says, my favorite Raph moments, Anthem. You guys remember Anthem? Mm-hmm. Two, oh, yeah. Holden making an Animal Crossing themed wallpaper. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember this, but we, no, as part of your perks on patreon.com slash fire, you get access to uh, a whole bunch of wallpapers for your devices. And Holden drew one and like... Uh, <laughs> hardcore drew it like a little child and it's tom nook and it's it's fantastic and yeah we released that as a legit wallpaper for our patreon people so Uh, i don't remember this at all to be honest it's wonderful it's wonderful y'all should go look it up patreon.com slash responding fire (laughs) i will look that up Uh, i will also say um i did it for i don't know about uh, two or three months Anytime we did a Nintendo story, it'd be like the Holden Memorial. Fucking, <laughs> that's right. All that's my right. dumb names from the stuff I really like. I enjoy my, the things that I do personally. Uh, that's for me. What about you, Chad? Now that you've looked up the Spider-Man meme, anything for you? That yeah, I mean, I still have no confirmation that it is from Spider-Man. It's just like very loose links to it. Because there's also I also saw something like r slash Thanos quotes too, but then there was no proof in there that it was him. Um, But... Yeah, yeah, some great moments. Great moments on Respawning Fire. Uh, the one where I tried to figure out where the quote, I am a benevolent god is from. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. Like, I knew right off the bat within the first, like, uh, within the first, like, 11 minutes or whatever of the podcast, I knew it was going to be a good one because of that. Um, yeah, that uh, was a good I do one. Love, I, I do love the time that I made you laugh. With my increasingly larger uh, servings of soup. That fucking bowl that. of soup. <laughs> and then you just bring it into the frame and just stare. God, what a good time. What a good yeah, time. Not, We've not even so rehearsed. Many good guests. Just total whiff of the moment. 
We had, oh, we had I, good guests. We had y'all as guests, and now you're like here all the time, and it's wonderful too. It's mm-hmm. it's it's soup's great. I do love the like, this is behind the scenes. No one else would know it, but whenever my first show, Trevor was there with me, mm-hmm. and I think as the file name, it's Adam and Trevor sitting in a tree. K-S-S-I-N-G. <laughs> no idea why, but it's funny to me. I love it. If, if oh, you don't mind a, me asking, yeah, go for uh, it. do you remember what your first episode was about? Were you just invited on as guests or was it like a barf review? I was there. Wasn't there like a kind of funny thing that went out like on Games Daily and you got a bunch of guests from that? Guys yeah. from that. that Alex and Trevor shot. were our very first right. guests from that. I see. So it was under the same auspices that I first came under, uh, came Correct. on the podcast yeah. as well. The there, I think one of my favorite moments was everyone in our like group of guests that we had had at that point playing through Last of Us Part Two all at the same time and like texting back and forth, and then having I think it was like seven or eight people for a two hour Last of Us Part Two spoiler discussion, and then like two weeks later we did another one because we just had so much more to say and we had like four other people on the podcast too. Like that was that was good, good stuff. Very cool. So awesome that everyone came around and is, uh, hung out and had a good time for 300 episodes plus. Uh, was there another thing you want to talk about before we get into a bummer story for the beginning one? But was there anything yeah. else? Yeah, yeah. Then we're gonna fight in the shade, and it's time for game on game show. <laughs> the game on a gaming show. We play a game called Game on the Gaming Show on a game show. Game 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 game. We've got a game. It's 300 ish themed. Not 300 the movie themed, but 300 themed to celebrate our, our podcast and how old we are today. Uh, the game is called Among Us. Gods Among Us. We're like gods now. Generous gods. 300. That's the name of the game okay. we're playing today. And so what I've done, we have 300 episodes, 382 episodes, 300 episodes. I found a list of other things that have 300 episodes that we have oh. now joined the ranks of. We are in the pantheon of these other amazing IPs that now have 300 plus episodes. So there's an article on Ranker. If you're not familiar with Ranker, it's just like big old lists of things and people upvote and downvote thing. And so now there are the best uh all the best episodes of television or all the best tv shows with 300 plus episodes ranked and so i've i've made a game it's kind of convoluted around (laughs) uh 10 tv shows the top 10 tv shows plus one bonus one that i don't think anyone's gonna get so i made it uh, uh a bonus one so it's a game and we're going through the top 10 again the category is TV shows with 300 plus episodes. Yes. We're trying to guess the TV show. The way that I've done this is every single one of these shows also has some kind of game made with that IP. Hmm. So I am am getting information about the game. And if there are multiple games and I go to Metacritic and I find the one with the worst score and get information about that game. And then I'll tell you about that. You don't have to guess what game it is because there are some of these, it's batshit crazy. You'll never understand like where they come from. But uh, we're just trying to get like the general IP. What is this show identifying the show? Mm-hmm. Now, here's the rules to this one. <laughs> some of these are some of these have some pretty good descriptions, and I want to make sure that I finish them all. So okay. here's the rule. You all have to have some kind of buzzer sound that is unique to you. And mm-hmm. when you think you know what it is, you make your buzzer sound to identify, hi, I think that I know what it is. And that person will go first, but after I read the the description so you can buzz in the middle of me reading but you get one guess and if you get it wrong then it goes to the other person okay and here's the other twist if the other person gets it right that's double the points 
Okay, so you don't want to so mess up. More incentive for you to not buzz early, just because you think you you want to maybe get that that early point in. So I'm gonna <laughs> I will give you for each of these t- ten plus one. I will give you the date the show premiered, how many episodes it had, and then I will uh, start describing a video game, and maybe I'll give you the date and platform of the video game too. Okay. Keep okay. track of your own points. This oh, is my favorite on. memory of, Be- of the 300 episodes, this right here. <laughs> before before we begin, I need to hear your unique buzzer sounds. Adam, what will yours be? Whoop. Okay, Alex, what will yours be? Ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> okay. If I only hear one ding dong, I'm going to assume that's actually someone at your doorbell. So you have to say it twice so that I know that it's actually you um, saying okay. that you think you know this. Okay, I'm going in order, by the way. In order, Perfect. from one... Down to nine, and then we're going to skip to 12, and then 10's the bonus. Number one, this show premiered in October 20th, 1999. It had 1,009 episodes. Now, here's here's a a little disclaimer. This article from Ranker was February of last year, so there might be more episodes of these things between then and now, but this was accurate as of last February. By now, I assume we will be on that list, too, of amazing things that have 300 episodes, so... Okay. Oh, of October twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. It had one thousand and nine episodes. Here's the description from the game: Step onto the famous Thousand Sunny Ship and meet the Straw Hat Ooh. Crew while you have brave, fierce ding battles, dong, ding dong, and fire cannons to defend the ship. Choose rooms to explore within the ship and feel what it's like to be a pirate. Alex, I heard your ding dong twice. Did you not hear my ooh whoop? No, I did not hear it. Ooh whoop! You gotta make no. that oh, I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. The show that you are looking for uh, is a show that is still ongoing to this very day, One Piece. It is One Piece, yeah. Uh, the video game was One Piece Grand Cruise VR, which came out in 2018 <laughs> for the PSVR. Interesting. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised that One Piece got a VR game, but I don't remember it. They have so many bad One Piece games. There is a good one that and, came uh, out recently. There, there are a lot of One Piece games. In fact, there are 13 pages of One Piece games on Metacritic, and I had to go wow. to find the worst one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and crack this open. This is a Baja Blast Mountain Dew Hard Zero Sugar Seltzer. Adam also has one. We're going to be Baja Bros, and we're going to blast each other's asses. <laughs> I appreciate that on this holy sacred episode 300, you're not doing it while I'm speaking. Oh, no, we waited for that. But you, oh, I, I guess it didn't pick like, up on Mike because I didn't hear it at all. It tastes like if gummy bears had hairspray in them. That's great. A little bit. Um, Adam, would you like to change your noise now to make it a little bit more notable and, and distinctive? Ah. <laughs> okay. All right, number two. This show premiered September 13th, 2005, had 333 episodes. This game is not a video game, but a role-playing game. The role-playing game is set in the world of the TV series and focuses on an elite group of hunters who deal with supernatural threats ordinary people do not believe exist. Ding dong. Oh, someone's at your door, Alex. Oh, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> oh, Alex. There we oh, go. sorry. Someone's really wanting to get in. I heard three ding dongs. <laughs> is it supernatural? It is Supernatural, yes. Wow, specifically, there we go. The Supernatural <laughs> role-playing game released in 2009. 
I definitely did not know that that existed. So <laughs> I, I kind of uh, winged it there. Uh, so Alex now has two points, right? Is that correct? Yes. Right, good, 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 good. All those NPD TMI points from Adam are now just like going down the toilet. Um, yeah. All right, next one. December 17th, <clears throat> 1989 was the premiere of this show. As of last February, had 639 episodes. I think for consistency's sake, because I don't know if some of these are ongoing and some of them aren't, I'm just going to say had. Like, it had this many episodes. 639 episodes. The video game description. Get ready for squishy-throwing, tendon-twisting, duff-cloud-burping action as all of ding your dong, favorite ding characters dong, ding dong, ding dong. battle through to win the ultimate title. Alex, you double-buzzed. There were four ding-dongs the in there. The Simpsons. It is The Simpsons. Specifically, the game was The Simpsons Wrestling. Came out in 2001 mm. on PlayStation. All right. Number four. January 31st, 1999 is when the show premiered. It had 309 episodes. And this is the game. The game introduces an all-new original story written and voiced by the TV show talent and influenced by the famous season 8 episode, Road to the Multiverse, where this baby and dog travel ah, on an out-of-this-world ah. journey through the city's really bizarre parallel universe. I can see your I've mouth moving, screaming. but I can't hear you. Yeah, I, I, I will. I didn't hear okay. it, but I, Adam, I will give you this one because you I definitely don't know what's going on. You definitely reacted before I had a chance to say. It's gonna anything, be so, so funny because it. on the podcast, it's gonna be all my noises. <laughs> but it, while we're doing it live, you can't hear me. It's gonna be. Really we had that why don't exact you do some kind issue. of visual trickery. Like, hold up a stuffed animal or flip me off. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Perfect. We, we had that exact issue when I did Butt Pretty with the comedy button. Like, mm -hmm. our timings were all off because of our, like, time zones and, like, Discord lag and all that. Gates and uh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so they put a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. Like, hey, we got really heated on this episode because the internet screwed us over. Go ahead. Adam, it's, what uh, is your guess? That's Family Guy. It is Family Guy. Yes, absolutely. The game was Family Guy Back to the Multiverse. Came out in 2012 on Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. Again, the worst-rated Family Guy game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Number five on the list of best episode, uh, best TV shows with 300-plus episodes. <clears throat> Debuted March 26, 2005. Had 840 episodes. This is a description from the game, or pulled from the description. Experience an unforgettable adventure through space and time, face terrifying monsters, and solve a mind-bending mystery. Enter the Chaosverse, where reality itself is threatened by a series of time-breaking glitches, and partner with two formidable doctors as you seek to uncover a deeper ah, mystery. Wow, wow, wow. I definitely saw Adam flipping me off before I heard a ding-dong. So Doctor Adam, Who? It is Doctor Who. The game, the worst Doctor Who the, game the... is Doctor Who, The Edge of Reality. We're talking, of course, about the most recent, like, incarnation of Doctor Who that, like, rebooted in 2005, right? Uh, this is one that started in 2005. That is correct. I don't know anything the do else about Doctor, Doctor Who. Who has been going on since, like, it's been going on since, like, the 1960s, I want to say. Wow. Then we'll say... But when people cared, first it was 2005. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. This next one. Oh, wait. What are the scores right now? Two for Adam, three for Alex. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> March 27th, 2005, the next day, hmm. this spawned 332 episodes. Here is the video game description. 
Immerse yourself for the first time in the world of the show as the hospital is struck by one of the worst crises in the hospital's history. Live the most intense moments of the show's signature crises through all of your favorite characters' eyes, hands, minds, and hearts. Experience the ding, challenge dong, of complex ding, relationships, ding, dong. making difficult decisions in life and in love, and completing surgical uh, procedures. Uh, <laughs> Alex, I heard your ding dong. What is Grey's Anatomy? <laughs> what is Grey's Anatomy, Chad? It is Grey's Anatomy. That is correct. Uh, this is from the Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, the video game, released in 2009. See, it's a hard word Wii to say. <laughs> it's a hard word to say. Don't don't be hard on me for it. I'm shocked that that got a video game. <laughs> Joel in the chat says Grey's Madden 12. Grey's Madden 12. <laughs> All right, number seven. September 23rd, 2003 is when this show premiered. 354 episodes. Here's the description of the game. Play as the cast. Be part of the family. Take on the role of the best team using the special skill set and field of expertise of each team member. Enjoy the team camaraderie. Bond with your favorite characters and get first-hand experience with the group's humor, personality quirks, and defining characteristics. In the, as in the show, use your guts and the cutting edge of technology to solve cases. <laughs> this, if you know what the game was, this description does not fit what I thought this show was about. <laughs> okay, that's it. Then mm. I don't think I can guess this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I have, I have some ideas, but I feel like you might use them for uh, some of the. Uh, prompts that are upcoming, so I'm going to save them. Mm. All right. I will give you one last clue. This game came out in 2011 on the 3DS, Xbox 360, PS3, and PC. You have to pass but, that one along, buddy. Better get that game on the 3DS eShop before it closes. Experience <laughs> the group's humor, personality quirks, and defining characteristics in this game, NCIS. For the 3DS. Oh. I, I, should, yeah. I, I honestly thought of that. I should have just said it. It's not like we're taking away points. But it's it so wrong, generic. Right? It's like, what team? What characters? Right. Like, what are we talking about here? All right, this next game. I'm sorry, the next show. February 6, 2005 was the premiere. 417 episodes. Uh, this spawned a game. Here's the description. Aliens have invaded. Your family is being held hostage, and the fate of the world is in your hands. Turn the house into your base of operations. Print money. Spend golden turds. And produce the valuable resources you need to accomplish uh, your mission. Uh, Train and equip your Roger clones with America's best arsenal. Adam, I saw you flipping me off. I know this, but yeah, American go ahead, Dad. Adam. It is American Dad. That is correct. The only American Dad game in existence is American Dad Apocalypse Soon, which released for iOS in 2019. Sounds like a mobile-ass video game. Wow. Yep. All right, now this next uh, one. I've only seen like two episodes of, of American Dad, and on one of those episodes, there was the whole like golden poo thing, and I was like, "Oh shit, I know what this is." But Adam, you got—I have no idea what that was. I thought it was a reference to Zelda Breath of the Wild, but uh, yeah, no I've watched every episode of American Dad multiple times, so I yeah, okay. I'm exactly what it was. Yeah. <laughs> this next one, I have to put an asterisk on. This is number nine. Uh oh. Uh. There was no video game specifically for this show, but there mm. is a video game for a show in the franchise. So that's what I went with. 
Okay. Um, this game, or sorry, this show debuted in September 20th, 1999, had 434 episodes. Here's the description for a game in the same franchise. Partner with Detective Briscoe as you scour the crime scene for clues, follow ideas, sorry, follow leads, and interrogate suspects. Arrest the murderer before time runs out and Lieutenant Van Buren takes you off the case. Once you've got the killer in custody, you'll team up with Assistant DA Serena Sutherland to present a compelling case that'll convince the jury to return a a guilty verdict. Adam, I saw you flipping me off. Yeah, yeah. So I just have to guess, like 99... Obviously, some kind of court drama. So I'm going to guess Law and Order. Do you have anything else that you might want to continue SVU? saying? It is Law and Order SVU. Yes, that is correct. That's correct. That is the show. The franchise Law and Order, however, spawned a video game called Law and Order Dead on the Money, which came out in mm. 2022 mm. on PC. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Wait, no, huh? no, that's wrong. That's wrong. Hold on, because this is a, this was an old ass looking video game. Hold on, Law okay. and Order, Dead on the Money. I had to have written that wrong. Uh, two thousand two, not twenty twenty two. Sorry, two thousand and two. Okay. Now, Chad, do you have a tiebreaker? Because right now, both me and Adam are tied at four points. So here's the thing. The game ends with the next question. That is the final Uh one, number 12 on the list. And then there is a bonus one that I don't think anyone's going to get, so it's worth 10 points. Okay. Let's go. All right. Number 12 on the final one in the game proper. Show premiered September 12th, 1954. Ran for 598 episodes. Here's the description of the game. Your companion has come to symbolize trust, loyalty, and friendship. And now, everyone's favorite pup is back in a wonderful educational title that will capture your child's imagination. Ding dong, ding dong. Ooh, I heard a ding dong before I saw the fingers. It was close, though. go for it. Alex. Uh, Lassie. It is Lassie, the 1994 PC game. Also, 598 episodes of that dumbass dog show. People People had nothing better to do. Paint dry back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of my mom's favorite shows. She loved Lassie. Whenever, as a kid, whenever I would see Lassie on TV, I'd be like, look, mom, it's Lassie. It's Lassie. There there were not 598 different types of like emergencies or disasters that could have happened way back then. They figured it out. You got caught in a well. For 25 seasons, they could figure it out. Oh, God. Dumb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, here's here's the bonus one. This is technically number 10, but I didn't want to include it in the main game because I don't think anyone's going to get this. But you might. I don't know. I don't know your, your history. If you if you get it, Adam, I will allow you to get two points for this and win the game. Well, this sure. one's worth 10 points, so. Oh, shit. Yeah. Whoever gets it wins. <laughs> All right, this show has an ambiguous date of 1971. Uh-huh. Could, the, let's just say the Wikipedia page did not list the actual date It just listed the year, and I didn't choose to look further. 1971, 302 episodes, barely in our corner there. Hmm. This is a board game that spawned from this show. This is a great person-to-person game for young and old. The generation gap may show up as loaded questions are asked by the MC, and players write their opinions in response. No names are given to when the responses, some serious, some humorous, are read off. 
the object, match up the response to the person you think the most likely to have said it. Oh yes, Archie's or Edith's response is put in by the MC, and you can also score if you guess what he said. You'll find some players are much more like Archie or Edith, and that you uh, can't tell the difference. Oh, Adam, I heard you, Adam's and I saw it. you. Oh God, what is the name? Ugh. I know it's like Archie Comics or Riverdale or whatever. I don't know. The, the problem is, I feel like I feel like I've played this board game at some point. Like it, it, its rule set sounds very familiar, but I can't put a name on it. If it's not yeah, that I mean, dumb kid who likes hamburgers, goes to Alex and he gets no. twenty points if he gets it right. Yeah, I mean, he'll win. It's twenty crazy, points. Okay, uh, go for it. Does it help Archie's if I tell you the board game came out in 1972? Play. Oh, close, Alex. It's all in the family. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We weren't going to get that. Yeah. If you look up this board game, everyone on that cover looks so miserable. But not in a, like, we're playing the characters that were miserable. They're just like, we're taking pictures for a board game? <laughs> <laughs> So that's it for uh, our 300 themed episode. Again, I'm sure next year we're going to be in that ranker article as you know the top 10 best things and have 300 plus episodes. So look for us there. And now I'll turn it back <laughs> over to you. I'm looking at sorry, real quick, real quick. I'm looking at the old the like the old school all in the family board game cover art. You are not kidding. Like even the <laughs> the one blonde lady that is trying to smile <laughs> looks like she's forcing it so hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's <laughs> like I don't know what I'm doing here. I have so many better things I could be doing with my life, like watching Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, that's it then. So now, yeah, I'll turn it back over to you and just say, like, have you gone mad? There's no need. There's no glory to be had now. Only retreat or surrender or death. Thank you. Uh, main quest today. Rest in peace, Lance Reddick. Well, we had plenty of time to come down, oh, and now it's rough stuff. That's a big U-turn uh, there. Yeah, right? Okay. We'll get past. Well, it's some good things. People giving him respect. Bungie and Guerrilla Games have each released statements on the passing of actor Lance Reddick. Uh, following the news, both studios have issued statements in memory of the veteran actor who played Commander Zavala in Destiny 2 and part of the voice and facial capture for Silence in the Horizon franchise. Sorry, I have cookie dough in my mouth. Bungie's <laughs> statement reads, Lance Reddick uh, was an iconic presence on screen in Destiny, and most importantly in person. His love for our community shunned through in uh, Commander Zabala and his uncompromising dedication to his craft and out of the radiating kindness that touched those around him too. Uh, to say he will be missed is a profound understatement, yet no less true. Uh, Guerrilla Games also released a statement. Thank you, Lance Reddick, for everything you've brought to the character of Silence, for sharing your infinite talent and wisdom with us, and for your generous warmth in uh, Imitable. Is that that word? Imitable? Uh, inimitable. That's a big word. Presence. Uh, and for your profound impact, not just as part of our cast, but on our community. We were deeply honored to work with you. You will be missed. We extend our most heartfelt condolences to his loved ones. So yeah, again, it's a bummer, but it's a guy that everyone likes. Um, it's very big video game news. And I'm just like, you know, let's celebrate a really cool guy and a great actor. And everyone appreciate. It. I saw basically the reason I mostly did this is because I saw like people in Destiny, like everyone's just like sitting next to his character and just like taking pictures next to him and stuff. So 
I thought that yeah. was pretty nice. There were a bunch of people like doing all of their like emotes and things like kneeling at him or holding up flags and things like that over by his character in Destiny at the tower that day, which was like really cool to see. Basically, anytime you loaded into the tower, there was a crowd over there. Uh, it was really cool. Um, th- he's been, it's so weird. I was thinking about this as I was like tweeting about it. It's like, I've spent thousands of hours with this man in my life. I, I have almost 3,000 hours by now, I'm sure, in Destiny, and he's a big part of both of those games. I've had, like, he's been, he was in Lost, he was in Fringe, he was in all of these TV shows that I watched, he was in Horizon, like, he's he's in so many things. The Remedy game, uh, Quantum Break, he's just, he's freaking everywhere, and so now to hear his voice, it like, in mission, bri- mission, mission briefings in Destiny and all this kind of stuff, it's like, it's so weird now. To think about and, th- and what's so wild is that as far as like we know it's it's natural causes he was 60 years old and he's just so young to die of natural causes um yeah it's gonna be weird to to play all of these things and and have his voice in it or i don't know how they're gonna continue to do these kinds of things going forward with yeah. gonna retire his character or recast or I don't and know. what's too bad is that in addition to being a great talent uh that was in so many video games tv shows and movies that we love it seems like he really like gave a shit about all the performances he gave including destiny i saw this on twitter and i did not verify it to be certain if it was true before coming on the podcast but apparently the last thing he did the night before he died was play some destiny um and so yeah it just goes to show like how much he really like actually gave a shit about things that I feel like a lot of people in Hollywood would be like, oh, I don't give a shit about this stupid video game role thing. He really cared. And I really respect that even as someone who, you know, uh, Destiny was not like a game that I super connected to. He would also, what made, there? okay, for traditional celebrity deaths, this might be an unpopular thing for me to say, but most of the time when a celebrity dies, it doesn't affect me at all. I'm like, cool, they had a cool career, they produced some great things, but like, we saw it coming with all the drugs they did. Like, we knew that that was going to happen. Hmm. That's how I feel generally about celebrity deaths. But two that I can remember that like actually affected me, one was Chadwick Boseman, and then the second one was this one, Lance Reddick, where it's just like, they cared so much about the work they do, and especially Chadwick Boseman, like suffering in silence and still continuing to inspire people. But even Lance Reddick, he he like embraced that role of Zavala so much that all throughout the pandemic, I remember seeing videos of him on Twitter where he's just like recording selfies of himself saying things as Zavala that are like really funny or like interacting with the community or even just like videos supporting all sorts of different type of marginalized communities like the LGBTQ or uh, racial minorities and all of it. Like he's, he was just a good dude. And he felt like this was, I didn't see it coming at all. I felt like it was undeserved compared to like, there was, I can't remember who said it, but I was, I was talking on chat with somebody the other day and they're like, yeah. And then you see people like Ozzy Osbourne who are fucking drugged out of their minds, still walking around at age a million. And then someone like Lance Reddick has to die at 60 for no reason. There's like, I don't know. That one hits me hard. Yep. Agree. Uh, again, just want to give a lot of uh, big ups to his career and his great guy. So everyone honor him. Uh, but now we're going to move on to playtime. Playtime. What have you been playing? Playtime. What have you been playing? 300. You know, give me another one, Chad. Give me another one that has to do with playtime. A quote. I'm not reading quotes. From 300. These are things that are like coming okay, from yeah, the top of in my your head. mind. Yeah. Of course. Of course. So tonight we dine in hell. I like it. <laughs> I like it. You said it too. We dine in hell. 
No yeah. big deal. <laughs> this is almost as good as that time that I, I use Muppet quotes for every transition. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was fun. Uh, but Al- well, I mean, there's a thing we all played together, but I guess we'll start with Alex. You get uh, go ahead and go first. Uh, yeah. So in terms of game, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) You took me a little bit off guard, shifting the, uh, attention for the segment to me all out of the blue, uh, for playtime. Uh, there are two things I've been playing this past week. Thing number one, I'll get this out of the way real quick, because the other thing we've all been playing is I have been checking out uh, the Wario Land games that were released prior to Wario Land 3, because of course, Wario Land 3 is our barf game for the month of March. And I figured, you know what, in the tradition of me, like playing through Bayonetta 1 and 2, when my I only needed to play through Bayonetta 1 for that month's barf, or playing through Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal for last month's barf, I'm going to check out Wario Land 1 and 2 uh, as well. Uh, and I have decided that I am not going to be finishing them and I will <gasps> keep my thoughts on them short and sweet on this particular podcast because I'll go more in depth, uh, into what I thought of them on our actual barf episode proper. But basically the long and short of it is they feel a little bit prepubescent. They don't feel like they're quite up to snuff with the, uh, Wario and Mario themed platformers that I know and love from throughout Nintendo's catalog of video games. And I just decided, you know what? I could spend like three, four, five hours playing through these games because they're not that long. They're like Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. But, you know, I have a life that I got to leave. Uh, I got to, not a life I got to leave. That sounds <laughs> Alex, real you dark. you have so much to live for. <laughs> Please do not. I have a life that I got to lead. I got games that I got to play. I got shit that I got to do. I will forego completing these games so I can get around to Wario Land 3. Uh, And I'll leave it at that. Um, uh, The other game that I have been playing uh, is a game that I know that uh, you, Chad, and you, Adam, uh, have also had an opportunity to try out this past weekend. And it is a little game from a publisher developer called blizzard called diablo 4 oh fresh meat <laughs> that's from the butcher from diablo 1 what's hey. the going to town i'm going to town <laughs> I, i'm returning to town <laughs> that's that's uh, the witch doctor from the male witch damn doctor it. i from thought diablo we were 3. done and over with that still no, now, now that reminded me i gotta find the video for you guys so you can hear it I am returning to town, witch doctor, male so, noise. Last night, he says. <laughs> last night, the three of us actually were able to squat up and play through a couple of quests, main quests, side quests together. And I will say, I had a pretty great time, all things considered. You guys are very stone-faced. Sorry, I stumbled on a 30-minute-long video called How to Catch a a Witch Doctor. (laughs) And there are, like, child sacrifice, the miracle child, financial support. Will Peter find a witch doctor accused of something? Interesting. That's not what I thought I was going to find. Chad, I think you should close that browser or you're going to get a virus real fast. Um, sorry, yes. I had a a good old time in the Diablo beta. I I think I I did not 
stick around and like and tinker around and like read every bit of lore and pay a ton of attention to the quests this round because all of this was going to get wiped after this weekend anyway so i'm like i'm not going to invest a ton in this when i come back with my druid that i'm going to have and continue to develop down the road that's when i'm actually going to play this game for real and i've invested all that time and, and, and energy into it but I did choose the Sorceress as one of the three that you could play this weekend. The Sorceress, the Barbarian, yeah. or the Rogue. And what I, what I think I enjoyed most about it was the um, a return to like the really dark in both theme and color palette and all of that kind of stuff. Like this, the darkness of the Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 worlds. And like if you see that in the, what is that, an eight-minute intro video, the cinematic that they showed off. Uh, at a game conference last year um you see that in some of the like the horrors of these enemies and things like that like it is a very dark game compared to diablo 3 or diablo immortal and i also really appreciate the the game systems themselves like the inventory management the skill trees and things like that are a lot more reminiscent of these older games uh sorry d2 specifically diablo 2 specifically um and I didn't realize this until I played this beta that, man, Diablo 3 feels like a mobile game on console and PC versus a true Diablo successor. So it feels like Diablo 2's mm. successor is actually Diablo 4, and then Diablo 3 and Diablo Immortal are like these like these more cartoony, mobile-optimized games comparatively. So I'm more very, than- into, uh, very into this return to form. More than just looking way like darker and grittier, like Diablo 4 looks expensive. Like yeah. no shade towards Overwatch 2, which is a video game in a vastly different genre with a vastly different art style to it. Like that game didn't really blow my socks off when I played a little bit of it last year. Diablo 4, this game like looks extremely impressive. And I was playing it on my PlayStation 5, so I can't imagine how much better it might even look like on other platforms, for example. Um, Adam, you, I got the sense that maybe you played the least Diablo out of all of us. Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, I've had a good time. I've definitely played the least out of everybody. I played a little bit of 3 and had a good time, but I never like finished a campaign or anything. Um, but no, I had a good time playing the beta. Um, I'm ready for the next beta next weekend. Hopefully the crossplay will be working then because it was grayed out for some reason. Don't know why, but it is, you know, it's a KFC uh, beta, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> right. KFC doesn't know how to do crossplay yet. Yeah, they, they haven't figured it out over there at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. Uh, but no, I had a good time. It's really fun. I think the game is, like, I can get a crew and I can sit down and play this all day. Like, I did every bit of story content that was in the beta. Um, I was like, oh, yeah, no, this game's great. I can see why people get stuck on this. And I, I'm ready for the real thing. Like, honestly, now, like, I was like, oh, that game's probably going to be very good and score very, very well. But now I'm like, oh, I'm actually, like, I really, really need this game to come out so I can start playing it in June. So it won me over. Good beta. Good game. I will say, I got two small, well, not so small, well, eh, I don't know. I'll, I'll just run them by you. I got two criticisms of the game so far based on what we played in the beta. Criticism number one, there are... Aspects of the game's menus, aspects of the game's control scheme that feel like the game is still a little bit too built with the kind of PC gamer audience in mind. Uh, One of the first things that I kind of like took to Twitter to talk about after playing the beta for a little bit is that it is a little bit annoying that they got rid of your ability to just repeatedly 
uh, like somersault forward or dash forward like you could uh, by tilting the right analog stick in Diablo 3. And I understand like why you would remove a feature like that because you want to better balance, you know, enemy encounters and you don't want to just make it so that you can constantly like invincibility frame out of the way of any attack that you come across. But I, I found myself, I, I found the kind of right analog stick of my PlayStation 5 controller feeling very lonely. And it's frustrating because I remember many years ago reading um, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, uh, which is a book that kind of recounts the development of many troubled games, including the development of Diablo III Reaper of Souls. And during that segment of the book, they talk about how like the director of Reaper of Souls is like, we need to include this dash slash somersault mechanic in Reaper of Souls because we need to give console players, when the game comes to consoles, uh, something for them to do with their thumbs. It's just one of those things where like console players are just more you know, used to having you know that particular finger doing something at any given moment so it's a little disappointing they took that out uh i also think that some of the menus are like i don't know i could see how like some of the menus like might look better on like another platform but like on playstation 5 they just felt a little bit clunky to navigate um utter utter criticism i had and i will uh, forefront this by saying that I can see how some people might not really take issue with this, but one thing that I really loved about Diablo 3 was that as I was playing through that game's campaign, at any point, at any point, I could go into the menus and make the game as easy or as hard as I wanted it mm-hmm. to be, and whatever kind of gradient of difficulty there was in between that. Um, it's one of those games where like nowadays we talk so much about accessibility in games, about making games easier for everyone of every level of ability to play. And that's one of those games where it's like kind of like incredibly accessible by accident, by virtue of that. Uh, Playing through this game, there are only two difficulty options available to us right now. There's like normal and hard, and you might as well call them like hard and even harder because that's what they felt like. I had to actually scale it down to normal to beat the final boss thing of like the first act of the game so I could complete that uh, ahead of tonight's podcast. And even there, it was like a real challenge. And so I hope that, you know, further on down the road, they introduce more like of a difficulty option gradient like Diablo 3 had. Even if that means that, you know, I got to earn less experience points, earn less money, you know, gain less benefits from doing so. I I appreciate the ability to like scale it down to super baby mode or super hard mode depending on my mood that's really interesting that you bring that up alex because i feel like anytime i play diablo 3 i as quickly as i can like try to move towards the most difficult difficulty level that i can because it feels like way too easy to me and i felt that playing this as well and i started on normal i was like damn i'm just like one-shotting everything uh, so it's, I didn't play the whole demo, so maybe by the end of it, as you start mm. to level up and you kind of hit that more of that plateau in leveling, that that might become more difficult. I kind of hope Diablo 3 had a ridiculous number of difficulty levels. I think we were talking last night, it was like, I think it's yeah. like 20. It's I 20 because it's, there are like the four non-torment levels, and then there are like 16 torment levels. Yeah. I don't think we need 20. <laughs> so I I hope that they they pare it down a little bit, but yeah, I think like 4 or 5 um that are unlocked from the beginning because I think that was part of the frustration too is that like we only had access to two of them from the beginning and then you have to get to later acts or beat the game and do certain things in order to unlock other difficulty levels. I think that might be 
uh, a little bit more of a solution that still gives you that range of difficulties to play on, but not like why does why does torment level thirteen matter? Like why am I playing on torment thirteen out of these twenty levels? That's weird. All right, very good. Uh, was there anything else, Alex, or is that it? That's pretty much been it. I also, like, I played a little bit more in Diablo 3 as well. I got through mm. hardcore mode as a witch doctor, Chad's favorite class of character. I, I'm it was a, to town. It was a female witch doctor, so I didn't get to experience I, that iconic phrase. <laughs> I, I guess that's what she said. I largely listen to podcasts and watch movies while I played that game. I actually watched... Uh, Sunshine, the Danny Boyle movie, while Ooh. I played some of the Diablo 4 beta a little bit earlier today. Good movie. I, I get why people take issue with its third act, but that's a good movie. True story. That is the movie that convinced Kevin Feige that Chris um, Evans can play Captain is America. It? Yeah. I mean, because that would before make sense. that, he'd he only done comedies, like not another teen movie. But that movie showed them that, hey, I can do serious roles too. And like, oh, maybe you are good for Captain America. He did Cellular. Let's not forget that action romp. Jason Statham's first movie. I don't remember Cellular. It's a good movie. You know, uh, and I'm sorry to <laughs> delay the two of you getting to your playtimes, but what's really funny about the whole Chris uh, Evans casting thing there is, of course, an integral part of Captain America's backstory is that he's frozen in ice for like close to like a century or whatever and in sunshine chris evans has to go through like so many like ice and like freezing related levels of torment in that movie that like at one point he straight up just goes out into space without a space suit and somehow survives so yeah they just wrap that, that up. makes perfect sense actually yeah uh i'll just go on quick because they are there's not much play the, the diablo beta had a good time had to buy a chicken sandwich that gave me diarrhea, but it was all good. Um, <laughs> you know what's weird about that chicken sandwich, too? Like, this is very much the chicken sandwich KFC game, but it was not available on the K the KF console. Remember that? It has, like, a drawer mm, yeah, for yeah. chicken. You warm the chicken mm -hmm. in the drawer on it, and it also has 4K, 240 hertz output. Interesting that you couldn't yeah. do there. Um, but I also played more Dead Cells. Nothing there, but I said Dead Cells KD. You know what the, the KD is? Uh, kick cat Dennings. <laughs> I killed Dracula. <gasps> oh man, oh. That Castlevania stuff. Well, I killed Dracula once. Uh, basically, it's really, really cool. Again, Dead Cells, amazing game. Fucking the more I play that game now that I've had all those updates, I'm like, oh, every indie game ever is in this video game. Like, I just unlocked something from Hotline Miami and Risk of Rain, like, they're, literally every indie game of all time is in that video game, which is cool. But I was doing the Castlevania stuff, and I helped Rick, Simon Richter, or whatever, whenever those those kids. Simon Belmont, one of Richter Belmont? Yeah, I think it was Richter that I helped out. And then Alucard was there, and like, all right, go fight my dad. And I, and I took pictures of this on Twitter, where it's like, you go in the throne room, and he's sitting, you know, like he's holding the glass of blood, and he's sitting, and it's like, what yeah. is a man? Like, that's all there. Um, and then I fought him. I'm like, oh, cool. It was a really tough fight, and I beat Dracula, and then he becomes, like, final Dracula, and then he killed me. <laughs> he becomes a big monster <laughs> with a bunch of wings. I was like, oh, Lord. But great game. Dead Cells, I'll keep playing it. It's wonderful. Castlevania stuff's cool. Um, and the last thing, I played about 30, 45 minutes of Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Oh, um, Elden Lord playing another yeah. or Souls-like. Yeah, yeah, the Elden Lord himself. I don't care what Joel says. Um, and I think it's cool. I think it's interesting, but it comes to that point where I think Team Ninja, which they also did Neo, 
you know, two, and then they did this. I'm like, you guys are really good at combat, but you guys are a budget Souls games. Because, like, this this game, ugly. Holy hell. It's like the character's <laughs> designs are cool. It's like, um, that, that's like a, it's a weird tiger monster. And then, like, the fights are really, really, really good. Like, you, this game, you have to counter, or... Like you, you like move their momentum. So like you know they come in to strike and you push them to the side and you. It's a counter game like Sekiro, but it's just it looks ugly. It's really gray and brown, <laughs> um, and it feels like a budget Souls game. But they nail the combat. So I'm like, for free on Game Pass, I guess I can't complain. But I'm just like every time I put in their games, I'm like, yeah, you you're giving me the Souls feeling, but you're ugly. <laughs> you're just oh, not yeah. as good. If you Google Wolong Ugly, then first thing comes up, Steam Community Forum, Ugly Graphics. Yeah. Is it just me or is this game hideous? Even Ninja Gaiden Sigma looks better. That's a PS3 port of Ninja Gaiden Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just think it's like the art direction. It's just like everything is like muddy. And I just, I think it looks bad. I don't think that the, like the graphics are bad or whatever. I just think the, the, the direction was not a good direction, but cool game played up to that first boss. And they're right. That first boss, that's a tough first boss. You get 30 minutes in that game and like, Oh, you actually need to learn how to play the video game now or you can't do anything. <laughs> and it's like, all right, cool. I see. Uh, but yeah, interesting. Nothing crazy again, 30, 45 minutes. I'll see if I keep playing or not. Chad, you go ahead. Uh, yeah, I played warrior lane three for barf Diablo four beta with boys. And then this last one, I really wanted to do a RAF reviews, just like quick 10 minute breakout for this, but I couldn't because the game crashed at the end mm. and now I'm waiting to finish it. So I like, I haven't finished it yet, but I still feel like there's a lot to talk about in it. So like I, I didn't feel right doing a review, but then also by the time I end up do finishing it, like it'll be too late for a review. It doesn't matter. But this game is before your eyes. Oh yes. Which is, oh. we saw that at the showcase, the PlayStation whatever showcase uh, a couple weeks ago and it's the vr2 game psvr2 game where you progress by blinking every time you blink your eyes time moves forward and so i pre-ordered this game after seeing that trailer Uh, apparently this is a game that's been out for a few years on pc and you do it with you have to have a webcam set up and the webcam watches your eyes and and adjusts and blinks or you can technically just turn off eye tracking at all and just click to progress. But it is definitely uh, well worth the eye tracking, um, which makes the PSVR 2 headset really, really cool. So the game, I'm not going to spoil anything about the game, but I'll talk about some of the mechanics. It's a game where you are experiencing the life of a character from like birth through, I don't know how it ends because I have not finished it yet, but at least from birth. And so you're experiencing the life of this character in little vignettes and you are like, you're in like little spotlit moments with a bunch of black, like darkness around little spotlight, a spotlight on the table at the kitchen table where you're like eating your first birthday cake or something like that, or a spotlight in your room as you're playing a toy piano. And like you, all interaction in the game is done with your eyeballs. There are like little points of interest that you can look at and a little eye icon will appear and you blink to then like expand that little vignette to like, oh, I was at the table, but I come over here and I blink and that like shows me mom at the refrigerator and what she's doing over there. Or eventually after you've seen a set amount of a scene, there will be a metronome that pops up. And if you blink during the metronome, it jumps to the next scene. So there, what I love about this thing is one, it's a great use of the PSVR two headset and the eye tracking. I think that's a really like ingenious use of it to progress time. But two, the way that you're doing this is you're experiencing 
this life of this person and you're making choices about how they choose to respond to things that actually matter in the course of the game. Like the way this person grows up depends on things that you look at and blink at and whether or not you choose to blink at certain times. And there are moments in it where, uh, like you are, you want to experience so much. Like you are in a moment with somebody that like, this is a really cool heartfelt moment. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about someone. Like this is a really cool heartfelt moment. I want to stay here as long as possible. I want to finish hearing, like overhearing what mom and dad are arguing about in the next room because it's like really heartfelt. Or I'm spending a moment with a person that I really enjoy their company and I just want to be here as long as I can. And my eyes are just glued open. Like do not blink, do not blink, please dear God. And then you blink and it's gone. And like, fuck. I didn't get to hear the end of that conversation, but it's like, it's kind of thinking back on memories away as an adult where you're like, I can remember snippets and vignettes, but I can't really remember my whole fourth birthday. I can't remember this whole audition that I had for this thing. Um, but I think the brilliance of it too is like throughout most people's human lives, there are up, there are ups and there are downs. There are times when you experience tragedy and that's where I feel like I want to hold on the most during these things is like, God, I want to, I want to be, I want to spend as much time as I can with this individual or this, uh, whatever it might be that I'm, that I'm experiencing tragedy around. I want to spend as much time as I can, but at the same time, I'm getting choked up and starting to tear up, which causes me to blink more, which means these moments fly by even faster. And so it's like, it's giving you that really like meta, God, I wish I want, I wanted to go back there. And I wish I spent more time with that person, but it's like, I physically cannot because my eyes are watering and I have to blink. Um, so it's, it's really cool the way that the game interacts with it. And there's a larger meta story that I'm only starting to touch on now at the end. But I, I did get to a point where I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm like 20 minutes from the end of the game. It's not long. It's like an hour and a half total, but the game just turned black for a second. and I could only hear audio and then it just froze on a, a PNG of the sky. And then, wow. and then Speaking I was like, okay. tragedy. Yeah. Right. And then I was like, all right, let me just quit the game and open it back up. And I did. And all my progress was gone. No checkpoints. Uh, None of my trophies popped during it either. So I felt like there was something wrong going the entire time. Uh, but I did reach out to the dev and like, there's a patch coming. So I was like, cool, I'll wait for the patch before I, before I play it again and finish it. But amazing game. And again, you can play it other places other than PSVR 2. But I highly recommend if you have a PSVR 2, like this is a really cool way to play it. My only, like my one criticism of it is that so much of it is dependent upon your eyes and blinking, but like where you are interacting depends on your head position. So it's like that old school VR control way where like the cursor's in the middle of your screen and you have to actually look towards something rather than now I can just move my eyes towards something and it knows what I'm looking at. Um, yeah, a really cool, really cool experience. I can't wait to see how it ends. Very cool. I've only ever heard heard amazing things about this game, so it's nice to see that they took advantage of PSVR two stuff and just like here's also here's another place to play a really good game. So I'm happy to hear that. Very yeah. Cool. Um. All right. Um. For time, I'm going to skip this one because it doesn't really matter, right? You guys agree? This we're going we're going on to our quest log. By the way, is what we're doing. Not a problem. This cool. doesn't yeah, matter. Fine. I don't think. I, I don't. Final Fantasy sixteen is going to be thirty five hours and eighty hours if you do everything. Good for you. Um, dope. These fucking ghosts in to yeah, there you go. These fucking <laughs> ghosts in Tokyo. It's from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com, who God. cannot help but to cuss. I um, know, right? Like, dude, clean it up. Be get it together, man. Ghostwire Tokyo's PlayStation console exclusivity is ending as developer Tango GameWorks has announced the game will hit Xbox Series X and S and Game Pass on April 12th. A major free update for Ghostwire Tokyo called the Spider's Thread Update 
will be released on the same day for all users on PS5, Xbox, and PC. Adds a new game mode, extended story cutscenes, new areas, and more. Tango Gameworks has also promised the Spider's Thread update will come with a variety of uh, quality of life improvements to make players journey through the haunted version of Tokyo a little smoother. So, the game, Bethesda, you know, Microsoft owns Bethesda. They have their year. It's up. It's going everywhere. I also believe this is going to be on Game Pass as well as whatever, some version of PlayStation Plus. I don't remember it which is, tier. I just looked it up and it is, yeah, PlayStation Plus extra tier. It is on one. that for March. Um, and yeah, I know this game when it came out, it got like a bunch of like sevens and stuff. You know, they seem like they're doing improvements. Maybe yeah. I'll check it out if it's for free, but it's coming everywhere. Yeah. I mean, good on them for, you know, continuing to update it and try to, you know, improve the finished product. But I don't think uh, I didn't play it when it came to PlayStation and I'm probably not going to play it when it comes to Xbox. Yeah, I will say, though, speaking of Tango Gameworks, I was on an episode of Left Behind Game Club. And we talked about another game that they made called Hi-Fi Rush. So the latest Ooh. episode of Left Behind Game Club, Jacob McCourt's podcast, um, yeah, we talked all about Hi-Fi Rush. It was me, Michael Hyam. Yeah, you might have heard about him. He's uh, worked at GameSpot and IGN and all kinds of places like that. Um, he was on there. Brendan Groom, Flora, Jacob, and we all talked about Hi-Fi Rush and had a really good time. So go check out that episode. I did not realize fun, those were the same stuff. developers. Yes, it is. Yeah, they made Evil Within, Ghostwire Tokyo, and then Hi-Fi Rush. It's like really diverse. Okay. <laughs> Stuff all over the place. Very cool. Uh, next up, Chad's most anticipated game, maybe of all time, but definitely for 2023. Cannot wait. <laughs> comes to Game Pass. It's from Demi Williams at IGN. Uh, is is it Togi? You know how to say it. Is it Togi? Alex, I have no clue. I'm dying. I'm going to say Dogecoin, but Dogecoin. Because <laughs> that's the thing is, I want to say that that's, I want to say that Toge Productions is an Indonesian company. And so if it was Japanese, I would say, oh yeah, it's Toge, but it's not Japanese. So I truly don't know. All right, we'll go with Toge like Doge. Toge Productions has announced that Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly, will release for, uh, Game Pass on day one. Excuse me. The symbol Looking forward on. to that too. I know, right? The I'm symbol launch on like hell while y'all play it. This is your most anticipated game, Chad. I'm on here. <laughs> uh, the sim will launch on April 20th for Xbox One, Series X, PC, PS4, PS5, Nintendo Switch. Option to pre-install now for Xbox and PC. So it's coming to everything on 420, bro. Blaze it and play. <laughs> Own a coffee shop. Um, this is a quote now from. Um, uh, the founder and CEO of Chorus Worldwide. Uh, Xbox Game Pass helped introduce new fans to the first Coffee Talk, and we're excited that Episode 2 will be on the service from day one. With Coffee, uh, with, excuse me, with coffee Talk selling Game Pass, now is the perfect time for Game Pass subscribers to play the original game in time for the release of Episode 2 on April 20th. We do have a barf episode about Coffee Talk. Everyone here loves that game. So oh, yeah. we can play Part 2 on day one on Game Pass, or just get anywhere. Chad, pay for it on PlayStation, because you want to play it so bad. I here's the thing. I don't hate that game. I like that game a lot. I thought it was really cool and interesting. I just literally could not stay awake. I was, I drew a dick in the coffee, and then it was just so much reading that I just, I literally fell asleep every time I tried to play it. I'm just that's how I am with books though too. Like I even read a Harry. I love Harry Potter, but I read a Harry Potter book and it's just like it lay on the couch and it falls on my face. Understandable. Alex, you appreciate art, so you're excited. <laughs> I, I really love that game. You know, I feel like that could that game could have very easily been like chill vibes, the screensaver of the game, but that game actually had a lot of heart and a lot of good writing and a lot of like 
fulfilling, satisfying narrative twists and character developments in it that really made the experience of playing through it worthwhile. So I'm, I have high hopes that episode two will deliver. Yeah, before we did that barf, I would have uh, not cared. But after we did it, again, I'm somewhere between you two. I, I actually did like the game a lot, but now I'm absolutely going to play it on Game Pass for sure. I'll, I will draw a penis in Chad's <laughs> memory uh, in the coffee because that's what he does. All right, next up. Player buys every Wii U and 3DS game. Somehow it's not Alex Cozina. It's from Jordan Midler, VGC. <laughs> <laughs> Popular content creator Gerard the Completionist uh, claims the entire collection of, again, Gerard the Completionist bought every Wii U and 3DS game because the storage is coming down. Um, he claims the entire collection amounted to 866 Wii U games and 15 or 1,547 3DS games. It's equated to 1.2 terabytes of Wii U games and 267 gigabytes of 3DS games, DSiWare, and DLC. Real fan funny thing here. I love how every Wii U game is 1.2 terabytes. It's like, oh, just... Right? It's like a hard drive on a next-gen console. It's like three war zones. <laughs> basically. <laughs> basically. Um, the entire collection cost uh, Khalil, uh, which was the completionist, uh, uh, $22,791 took almost an entire year to complete. Uh, Khalil said he raised the funding for the purchases via sponsorships and will be donating the completed collection to the Video Game History Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to preserving history of video games. Uh, from March 27th, it will no longer be uh, possible to purchase games on the Wii U or 3DS. As revealed uh, by VGC analysis, up to a thousand digital-only eShop games will effectively disappear for good once 3DS and Wii U eShop transactions end. I think it's really cool. I like Gerard. He does oh, cool yeah. stuff. This is really a cool thing, especially donating it to the Video Game History uh, History Foundation. Upsetting that Alex didn't beat this man to the punch. You know, right? w when they announced that the 3DS and Wii U eShops were going to be closing, I actually wrote down a list of every single 3DS and Wii U game of note that I wanted to download from both uh, console stores. And I'm not... I'm not kidding when I say that the like final tally for the price it would cost me was like somewhere in like the 2000s in terms of Canadian monetary value. Uh, I ended up significantly uh, contracting that list down, and now there are only a few remaining games that I want to get. Also, like a few of those games, like the Phoenix Wright games, like eventually went on sale, and so picking those up became very inexpensive and uh, cost free for me. Um, but yeah, good on this guy. I still do plan on picking up some more games before they close. Um, the podcast that we record after the eShops close, we are going to do a segment. Uh, it will be a special segment from Cozy in which I uh, live on camera uh, show all the games that I currently have on my 3DS and Wii U because uh, I can just physically show the gamepad like that. And we will uh, gawk in awe and horror and nostalgia at the many games that I picked up over the years. That's next that, week, Cozy. Just keep that in mind. Next it, week's podcast, that, we're, re we're recording the day before the store goes offline. I guess, yeah, I guess it would probably make sense. Yeah, we'll probably do it then, then. Yeah, I just like how this guy tried to jack your swag. Um, yeah, what's what's wild to me is that like he did this all digitally. I'm reading I'm reading the actual article now. Like he did mm -hmm. it all digitally. He bought all these games digitally, and then he's donating the completed collection to the game history video game history foundation. Which means I guess just like he's giving them the 3ds. Here's a hard drive with with yeah. all of it on. Well, even that's like how do you can you sideload? Can you like take 
games off of it and put them on a hard drive and then they're well, still they're like video licensed. Game historians. They know how to do that, I assume. But then they're also like licensed specifically. I think Nintendo still like licenses it to a piece of hardware. And if you want to like move mm-hmm. things to a new console, then that you have to like go through Nintendo hoops to like move those licenses to a new 3DS. Yeah. So but it belongs uh, in the Joel museum. Joel in the chat says maybe he's gifting the Nintendo account to them. Maybe he just like oh. opened up a new account and is like transferring it over to them. Could do that. So if it ever gets deleted, you'd still have them. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. All right. That means we've got one thing left because we already did our game on game show. That would be segment from Adam. Put a record on. <laughs> okay, love to see it. So, as continued tradition of doing 300 theme things, this week segment from Adam. It's sort of related to games. There's a couple of things in here related to video games, but and on our 300, we are going to do. I got a game for you. It's called. Gerard Butler discography. <laughs> oh, well, that's Excuse an easy me, choice for us, Arcadian, because Spartans never retreat. Spartans never surrender. Yeah, I knew you guys would love this. So the game is, I have a list of things that, don't don't get on Wikipedia. There's a list okay. of things that Gerard Butler has been in, movies okay. specifically. Okay. And I'm going to read you the first line explaining what the movie is. Okay. And then I'm going to, if you don't get it after that, well, you both can get one guess. If you don't get it after that, I'll read cast list besides Gerard Butler. Okay. But the idea is that there are a couple of these that are video game themed and those are worth double points. Oh, okay. Okay. Keep this in mind. So we're going to go ahead. I have randomly mixed these up. Remember, these are films that Gerard Butler's been in. Doesn't mean he's a star. Yep. means that he's been in these movies. All right. Number one. And you guys keep score. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping score. Don't worry. Don't All worry. Right. Of myself. The first one. And I'm going to bleep out a name because it would give it away. What's going to happen? Uh, this movie follows Blank as he attempts to intercept Elliot Carver, a power-mad media mogul from engineering role events to initiate World War III. These are all movies, by the way. There's no TV shows. These are all movies. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, it follows Blank as he attempts to intercept Elliot Carver, a power-mad media mogul from engineering world events to initiate World War III. Do you need me to go on to the cast list? I do. Ding dong. I don't... It, we didn't <laughs> so establish how to buzz in, but you I hope just you'll accept it. that. You can just say uh, it. Is it Geostorm? No, it is not Geostorm. I am oh. sorry. Mm. Uh, can we go on to the cast list? Starring Pierce Brosnan. Jonathan Price, Michelle Yeoh, Terry Hatcher, Judy Dench. How many times am I allowed to guess per question? I'll give you two. Okay. Is it Olympus Has Fallen? No, it is not. All is right. It, well, I'm out. Chad, it's it, up to you. Is it? Is it Gamer? No, it is not. Is it? You guys are kind of embarrassing me here. Um, I'll read the first name London on the cast list fallen. again. No, I literally okay. said Pierce Brosnan. I know, and I I can picture them both together, but I just I can't I can't think of Again, any other. It's just a movie he's movies. in. I didn't say he's starring in it. Yeah, yeah. Pierce Brosnan. This is Tomorrow Never Dies. It's a James Bond movie. Oh fuck! If I, I'm, that's so what? old. Uh huh. Uh, this was Tomorrow Never Dies came out in 1997. The only reason this is like I was his second Pokemon on the couch watching Jurassic I didn't expect Park. you to know it. <laughs> the reason I picked this one specifically is that Gerard Butler's character is named Leading Seaman, HMS <laughs> Devonshire. So he's just a dude on a ship, but he's the leading seaman, which I yeah, thought was really is. funny. He was I mean, he was I'll the sperm that got this. that egg first, the leading seaman. 
I'll say this, Adam, that was an inspired choice. I wouldn't have thought that you would have gone with a like big franchise movie like a James Bond uh, for this particular yeah. game on game segment. But yeah, uh, that, is, that was an inspired a, this choice. This is a segment from Adam. This is not a game segment on game from Adam. This is a segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Got it. Yeah. Also, I believe there's a Tomorrow Never Dies video game, so I guess that would have been two points. There is, yeah. And remember, he's not the star in all of these movies, but he is in all of these movies. Some of them okay. he might be a star okay. in. All right. <laughs> okay. No, he's uh, always a star. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you see Gerard Butler, he's a star. All right. Next movie. The story centers on a bounty hunter hired to retrieve his ex-wife, who has skipped bail. It was released mm. in 2010. Mm. It stars Jennifer Aniston. I feel Aniston, like it has Katherine Heigl. No. Jennifer Gerard Aniston. Butler. Oh. Jason Sudeikis. Any guesses? Uh, no, that's a Jason Bateman movie. Um, I'm going to... Nope. Nope. Time's up. Alex, nothing from you? Clash of the Titans. It's not Clash of the Titans. I'm I was sorry. just trying to think, like, what's a like a, a 2010 movie that like he would have starred in? Yeah, Jennifer and Aniston Clash is not in Clash of the Titans. That. It is the Bounty Hunter. I was literally is, oh. just gonna say that because it was like, oh, he's a bounty hunter. I'm just gonna say the bounty hunter, and then I almost had dogged yes. the bounty hunter. <laughs> now there is there was a period okay. where he just did a bunch of like romantic comedies. The, yeah, a Catherine yeah, Heigl yeah, one yeah. is one of them. So you mm -hmm. were right on mm -hmm. on the money there. All right. Next up, this is a movie from 2009. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, all right. The film stars Gerard Butler as a participant in an online game in which participants can gamer, control human gamer. beings. I mean, ding, dong, ding, 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 ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, gamer. Who did it first? Well, I said the name Chad of it before anyone did. So <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that, Chad. Okay. You've got it. It is Gamer from 2009. Chad, yourself two points because Bam, it's about video two games. points this time. There we go. There we go. All right. Next up. It's a movie mm, from the year uh -huh. 2000. Okay. The plot uh -huh. follows blank, who arrives oh, in New ding Orleans, dong, Louisiana. Ding dong. Dracula 2000. Yep, there it is. Ah, damn All right. We're you, you <laughs> emphasize the year a little bit too much. <laughs> I didn't want to say the year because it gives it away, but I had to say the year first. Yeah, again, the funny story about this, I think we talked about it off the podcast, but that uh harvey weinstein wanted to make this movie because it had the number 2000 in it and he's like that's hot and sexy because it's about to be 2000 so we have to make that movie this year yeah. and it's that's an just awful dracula one movie. of the many great decisions that man made <laughs> he made so many good decisions <laughs> if i remember correctly in that movie they establish that uh what's his face dracula is actually judas from the bible yeah that like he was cursed by jesus to become dracula over time it's a weird one. It's a weird one, guys. I'll definitely say that. Uh, so that's uh, how many one point points? For you. One for you. Get one. It's not based one. on a video game. Okay. All right. Next up, this is a 2003 movie. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. let me see if I can figure out how to say this without giving away. Uh, so, all right, 2003 movie. It's so funny because there's like not even like a way to explain this movie without like completely giving it away. I will say it's a sequel to okay. another movie. This one is based on a video game. It stars Gerard Butler, Noah Taylor, um, Angelina Jolie. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. Uh, Tomb Raider Cradle of Life. Correct. There I didn't we go. Get a subtitle, but you definitely got it. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think like. 
I feel like the early 2000s were kind of like a dead zone for video game movies. Like, I feel like you kind of had that, like, initial rush in, like, the 90s, like Super Mario Brothers and Street Fighter and all that stuff. And I was like, what came out in the early 2000s? There you go. Uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah, Gerard Butler's in it. It's so funny. The reason I couldn't give you, like, the the one-sentence plot synopsis is because it's um, Angelina Jolie stars as the titular character Laura Laura Croft (laughs) with supporting (laughs) performances from Gerard Butler. I'm like, well, that's a little bit away. All right. Next up. Uh, This is a 2002 film. Um, the film is set in England in the year 2020, 20 years after London tunneling project workers inadvertently awaken dragons from centuries of slumber and the creatures of sub- ding dong 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 rain of fire. Go for it. Rain of fire. Give yourself uh, another, yeah. another point. I, I, I would have said Breath of Fire, which is the name of a video game series. I would have gotten it wrong. And anyways. that would have gotten you zero points. <laughs> film yeah. starring Matthew McConaughey, Christian Bale, and Gerard Butler. Remember that Oh, movie? yeah, Rain of Fire, yeah. I thought yeah, this was a new. I thought this was a new movie. No, no, no it was Rain of Fire. This I'll one. say this. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. Video, uh, not not video games. Movies about dragons attacking people in like modern day society. Very underexploited genre. It's a little disappointing that that <laughs> uh, subgenre began and ended with Rain of Fire in two thousand two. <laughs> Rain of Fire and Monster Hunter for that ten minutes that the monsters oh, yeah. in the real world. Uh, yeah, there's that too. Absolutely. So this is a movie from twenty sixteen. Um, mm. the film portrays the Egyptian god Horus who partners ding, with ding, the mortal. Ding, 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 God, Chad, you're three hundred. Chad's too fast. It's not three hundred. Uh, Alex, go. Uh, oh, gods of Egypt. It is damn gods it. of Egypt. Damn it! Give yourself a point. To be fair, Chad, you're still in ahead with five points. I got two. I am. Yeah, I am. Again, I love this movie. You think it's about gods, but it's actually like a sci-fi movie where white dudes play Egyptian gods. It's a great time. Uh, next up, this is a 2019 film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a sequel. The plot, again, follows United States Secret Service agent ding, Mike ding, Banning. Ding, 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 Fuck Mike me. Banning, as he races against time to clear his name after being framed for a drone attack on the President of the United States, Alan Trumbull. Angel is Fallen? You got it. There you go. Give yourself Damn it. There we what go. What is London it's is Fallen? Is that a movie? Scene. That's the second one. Oh, okay. Angel Damn is Fallen it. is the third one. Son of a bitch. All right, we have two left. This is a film from the year 2010. Uh, da Hmm. See, this is so hard. They just don't give me... Okay, the story takes place in Burke, a mythical Viking village. Blank, an undersized teen wishing to become a dragon slayer like the other Vikings, injures a rare Night Fury dragon, but is unable to bring himself to kill it. Oh, you bitch! I'll give it to Alex. Yeah, how to train <laughs> okay. your dragon. There we go. Technically, based on a book. Yes, I didn't want to read the book part because it talks about the name of the book. You know, there's uh, a right. live-action movie coming and a world at Universal Studios Florida. I do love, I love those movies. They're very good movies. Yeah, All right, our last one. This is a movie from the year 2006. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> based on fictional retellings of the Battle of Thermopylae. 300. You got it. Also, P.S. I Love You? Where was P.S. I Love You in that? Phantom of the Opera? I didn't do that. I was going to say, notable lack of Geostorm in this list. Yeah, right? No, I did not put Geostorm. Not based on a video game. So, I didn't add it to the list. 
That's my second. I got six we points. Fun making it. So it's the only reason this is funny because of course he was in a movie called Three Hundred. We ended with Three Hundred, but for some reason. We talked about Gerard Butler for like 15 minutes after the podcast the other week, and I just had to bring it back. <laughs> was so that after the little... podcast or was that on the podcast? I can't remember. I, I, I don't remember, but that's for us. That's just for you guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that segment from Adam. Uh, we've got a couple of announcements before we wrap up today. The first one is an exciting new thing that is coming from the creators of Butt Purdy. A brand new Alex Trebek-esque game unnamed to be performed with the respawn name firecast and here's the thing patreon.com slash respawn name fire you get exclusive access for a month to a rotating segment once per month where we will go and have like a legit full production game show that alex cozina will lead us through alex i feel like you had something to say with what you were doing the finger saying would you like to explain more or you want to keep it a secret yeah yeah sure i mean Real quick, the idea is that um, towards the end of the Comedy Button podcast, uh, I had the fortune of being able to uh, put on a live Jeopardy-inspired show with the cast of that podcast called But Pretty. Uh, it went over great, but then the podcast ended. Uh, it took me a little bit by surprise. I wasn't privy to the fact that it was just about to close out like that. And so I figured, you know what? Rather than have that just be the last Jeopardy-inspired game that I do in a big like production format, why not keep it going here on Respawning Fire as a like monthly or bi-monthly or however monthly show we end up doing? So here's here's the thing: if you are a patron on Patreon.com/slash/RespawningFire, once per month. TBD the timing on it as far like when in the month it comes once per month you will gain a month-long exclusive access to whatever game show we do that time and it's not going to be like you know a five-minute game on game show it's going to be like Alex actually leading this game um it will we're gonna our idea right now is to rotate out themed games so like this first one is Jeopardy themed but the next one might be something else themed uh, so that's something you get access to after that first month that will become available to everyone in podcast and video form as well uh, as part of our, you know, six year anniversary, 300 episode Patreon remake remaster Papa John's. So that's cool. That's coming to you. Um, you'll have that month long exclusivity. We do have more things planned for that Patreon as well that we're going to be rolling out over the next couple or coming months that we're going to be informing you about. But that's our first one. So that's our first exciting announcement. Second thing is uh, Barf. We are we've talked last month about how we are revoting, how we are revamping the voting process for Barf. That seemed to be really successful last time, so we are going to continue with that. Uh, so Barf is our backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends game that you pick as the audience what you want us to play from classic games history. <laughs> Or what we should have played by now, but we haven't. Uh, that game that you all chose over on Twitter and patreon.com slash respawn name fire is Wario Land 3 for the month of March. Available on Nintendo 3DS for another week and a day. Available on Nintendo Switch online service regular tier, as well as many other places that you might be able to obtain that game. So play Warrior Land 3. We've got that barf episode probably coming the last day of the month if things go as we are intending. Uh, so keep that out. And then keep an, an eye out in the coming days on Patreon.com and Twitter for our poll for next month, for April. Am I forgetting anything else? I think you're good. I think it's everything. Yeah. yeah. I think Perfect. that's it. 
Cool, 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 cool. Old Alex, thank you again for joining us as a RAF regular. If, if people said, man, that Alex guy, he's real cool. I want to follow him elsewhere. Where can they follow you? You can find me over on Twitter at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. Uh, and I just want to say thank you guys again for having me on the podcast. Thanks for, you know, bringing me on, making me a RAF regular here on the show. Um, you know, I really didn't know if you guys were going to kind of accept me as a regular when I pitched being on the podcast in a more regular format, and I'm glad you took a chance on me. So thank you for that. Here's to 300 more until we get burnt out. I will tell you, Alex, I've had plural conversations unprovoked by me where listeners of the show have mentioned to me how great of an addition you are to the regular show. So... Thank God you damn. for joining us. Thank you. No one ever said us. that about me. So very good on you. Yeah, Alex. everyone's I like, did. God, I guess Adam's <laughs> got to be Adam. here. But <laughs> <laughs> you hate to see it. All right, folks. That's it. Until next time, here's our usual sign off. This is Sparta. <laughs>